As always, on a Monday morning, we uh, like to wrap the weekend's NRL action. We do it with uh, Chief Rugby League writer at the Sydney Morning Herald, Adrian Prozhenko. Good morning, Adrian. Thanks for your time. Good morning. Pleasure as always. Catch any of that golf this morning, just before we talk rugby league? <laughs> it, was, it was pretty amazing, isn't it? What a remarkable story. We, uh, we talk about redemption stories in rugby league, but uh, that's something else, isn't it? Oh, just just incredible, yeah, and uh, no doubt set to uh, set to continue as uh, as the day goes on. But let's talk some rugby league. Uh, round five of the NRL played out across the weekend. The Warriors. Let's start there, Adrian. I really thought they were going to win that game against Souths. What did you make of it all? Do you think they they let one go there, the Warriors, after being what twenty four twelve ahead? Yeah, it's a, it's a that's a heartbreaker, isn't it? You should be icing that when you're up by twelve, but. You, you do have to remember that Blake uh, Green was uh, a late scratching. He uh, was injured in the warm-up, and you sort of think that if he was uh, there for that last quarter of the game, he probably would have had the composure to steer them around. And it's just a little bit of experience, isn't it? I mean, you know, we saw um, Chanel Harris-Tavita take a, a late field goal attempt, and when that missed, um, all of a sudden it gives the, the opposition a, a seven-tackle set. They march up the field and... Uh, you know, they they put them to the sword. So um, it wasn't through lack of trying. I mean, uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek had another brilliant game. Um, but it, it basically is, you know, what uh, Steve Kearney said. It was a bit of a mixed bag. And, um, you know, they couldn't handle Damien Cook out of um, dummy half. And, and Cody Walker, obviously, um, you know, four tries finished them off. So it was a, it was a strong performance. But unfortunately, it wasn't the 80-minute performance that they were looking for. Do you think do you think the Warriors will take heart though, Adrian? I mean, yes, they lost, but but the fact that they were good for large periods, or is it still just all lost in the wash up because they didn't win the game? No, there were definitely some good signs there, and, and something that uh, Stephen Kearney can can work on. And they've got a long turnaround before the the Cowboys game, and then into the the Storm game against Easter Monday. So I, I think that they should be confident going in against the Cowboys. Um, hopefully Blake Green will be back, and um, you know, I, I, definitely there was, there was plenty to like about that performance. And just, uh, and hopefully they learn from it from a, a composure point of view. Melbourne continue to uh, roll on. Their undefeated start to the season has continued an eighteen twelve win over North Queensland. This game was up in Townsville. Cameron Smith now the leading point scorer in NRL history. Um, the Storm looking all right, aren't they? Uh, I mean. <laughs> Are they are they um, just odds on favourites again to to win the whole thing? Ask me uh, next week after they play the Roosters in the grand final replay or uh, grand final preview, depending on how you look at it. But um, the, the scary thing about both those sides and, and the Storm in particular, they didn't even play particularly well for long periods. I, I don't think they've played anywhere near their best football over the last fortnight. But they just get the job done. Um, so. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to see them come up against the Roosters side. But also, I mean, they, they won sort of and won convincingly, but, but neither team has, has really hit the afterburners and um, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top of that one. Who do you think would go in as favourable? We'll talk about the, uh, the the Roosters in a moment and uh, and their win over the weekend against the Sharks. But but with the two of them squaring off, as you say, in a grand final rematch, would it be the, the Storm would be favourites, wouldn't they? Oh, there's, there's a lot to like about the Roosters as well. And, you know, the, the form of Luke Keary in particular, it was interesting talking to him um, afterwards because I, I, I went and covered that game. And it's a, a situation not dissimilar to, I think, what happened with Michael Morgan a couple of years ago where Jonathan Thurston was out uh, for a period and it really forced Michael Morgan to step up. 
And in a similar sort of way, Cooper Cronk, um, you know, has been missing at, you know, at various periods of the back end of last year and a little bit this year. And Luke Keary has just taken it to another level. So um, it's been the making of him. And I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, he squeezes into a Blues jumper, particularly given the um, fairly um, average form of uh, James Maloney and Nathan Cleary so far this season. I see that uh, Sean, I didn't watch the game, but I see that Sean Johnson did play uh, after missing last week with that injury. Did he have, I see we've got a try as well, did he have much of an impact, Sean Johnson, for the Sharks or or, or not really? No, not not, not particularly, to be honest. Um, it, it was a really strange game because, it, you know, Saturday night at Shark Park is, is usually an arm wrestle and it, and it was for about um, 40 minutes and then right on the buzzer, just at half time, uh, the Roosters scored the most incredible try where Luke Curious put on a, a kick after after the buzzer has so- sounded. And it's found Latrell Mitchell, who's run about 60 metres and scored. And the game, whole game changed in about eight minutes. Um, they scored something like four tries in that period and absolutely blew the, the Sharks off the field. And then, but but apart from that, the, yeah, the, the Roosters were pretty ordinary, which is, is scary because it suggests that they've got more gears to go um, and another level that they can go to. The Titans had a win. That was good to see. They had their first win of the season, beating the Panthers 30-24 on the Gold Coast. Uh, Michael Gordon, 14 points in a game where the lead changed a few times. Um, are the Panthers in a bit of trouble, Adrian? Yeah, it's um, along with the, the Broncos, they've been one of the big disappointments of the season. And, and in that game, too, Ash Taylor sat out a fair bit of it um, with a leg injury. So, you know, and the week before, you've got to remember that I thought that um, that the Panthers were very fortunate to get away with a, a victory against um, West Tigers, who I thought dominated for much of that. So um, some really concerning signs there. And, and probably the stat that emerges from that game for me, 67 missed tackles for the Panthers. And that's just an attitude thing. Like that, that is not good enough. Um, so there's, there's a bit of pressure on Ivan and, and his son as well. Um, we all know about um, you know the decision to uh, get rid of uh, Griffin late last year and um, taking it a while to click. Um, and if it doesn't soon, there's going to be a lot of pressure on, on that side. And the Broncos, as you say, they um, they kicked things off uh, in round five, didn't they? Thursday night with that loss to the West Tigers. They've got to go to Canberra now, so that'll be a tough one. I'm going to talk about the Raiders in a sec. But um, yeah, the Broncos, as you just said, have been very disappointing through the first five rounds, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. And and there, there's been a lack of control from you know, Milford and Nicarima, their halves. And, and Milford, you know, when you're a seven-figure player, when you're earning a million dollars, you've got a nail game like that. And there was an opportunity late in the game where they had an opportunity to set up for a field goal to, to finish it all off. And, um, you know, of course, the Tigers get down the other end. And, and Michael Cheekham, that try where, I mean, basically beat half their side. I mean, that, that was really poor. Um, I, I know it was a bit of an opportunistic play, but all of a sudden, Anthony Seabold's side are one and four, and, you know, it's a team that I, I picked to win the whole thing, and if they're not careful, um, you know, they're, they're going to be coming from a long way back, and even if you make the eight, I mean, it's almost impossible to win the comp unless you're in the top four, so a lot of pressure on Anthony Seabold very, very early in his tenure as a Broncos coach. The Raiders, I see they've equaled their best start to an NRL season in 14 years, uh, beating Parramatta 19-0, even keeping a side scoreless is uh, is a really, really good achievement. The only team they've lost to this season are the Melbourne Storm. Raiders looking all right. Are they um, bit of a bit of a smoky? Yeah, very impressive. We just talked about the Panthers' defence and the, the holes in that. For the, 
for the Raiders, it's their best defensive start since 1990. And just the control that they played was against Parramatta. You could say that they probably should have led by more. They only led by 8-0 at half-time, and that was um, after having 60, 62% of possession. But all of the work that Parramatta did defensively you know, really um, was compounded and, and caught up with them in the second half. And the Raiders were just ruthless. They just, you know... Drove up the middle, did what they had to do. Um, you know, Sam Williams had a good game, and um, agency season may well be available. And um, on form, I think Sam Williams probably keeps him out of that top seventeen. And I thought the Bulldogs were quite good against the Storm last week. They, they, um, you know, but for that, I think it was a missed sideline conversion that would have sent it into Golden Point, wasn't it? But it uh, wasn't to be. They lost narrowly, but then they just got another shellacking, didn't they? Forty points to four yesterday against the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, the Dragons were very impressive and, and Ben Hunt in particular stood up. And isn't it funny? I mean, a, a few weeks ago, we were talking about the Dragons and all the, the problems that they had because there was confusion with what their spine looked like. And in a bizarre sort of way, that injury to Winnipeg has probably been the best, best thing for them because there's a bit of certainty now about um, how that works. So, you know, you've got Dufty at one, Norman at six, Hunt at seven, McInnes at nine. And it's all starting to click for uh, Paul McGregor and... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see, um, you know, the, the Dragons announced that, that Paul McGregor is re-signed in the not-too-distant future. Good stuff. All right, so we look forward to uh, round six. And, the, yeah, the, the, the standout clash is obviously that one. That's Friday night, isn't it, Storm Roosters? That's, uh, what, good Friday night? Yeah, that'll be that'll be absolutely, you know, an incredible game of footy. And as, as I said, the, both teams haven't been at their best yet. They haven't really been pushed. Um, in the case of the Storm, you know, they've won every single game, um, you know, so far this season. They're the only undefeated team, um, you know, playing at home. Um, it, it's going to be a cracker, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll give the Roosters every chance, uh, you know. But again, just the, the way they turned it on for a 10-minute period to blow the Sharks off, off the park in their, on their own home ground was, was something to behold. Great rap as always, Adrian. Thanks indeed for taking the time. We'll uh, chat to you next week. It might be the Tuesday with Easter and those sorts of things, I'm sure. Uh, my uh, my producer, Sam, will sort that out uh, with you. But thanks for your time as always. Anytime. Thanks a lot, guys.